Are you willing to examine the traditions and doctrines that you trust in for your eternal salvation? Welcome to the Great Deception Podcast. I am Don Britton and I will be your host. I will be comparing the modern traditions and doctrines of American Christianity with what the scriptures actually say. You may be shocked to find out that much of what is commonly believed in American Christianity today is nothing more than myths handed down to us by men. So please join me now with an open mind. Hello and welcome back to another Great Deception Podcast. I'm Don Britton and today I want to talk with you about worldly connections and specifically about social media. You know, there are some basic human needs that we all have. For one is to feel connected to other humans. Uh, they say that if a baby is not held and, and you know, uh, loved on when it's very young as an infant, that it will become very, uh, dis- very uh, messed up and dysfunctional and, and won't, won't progress normally as a human being. And children, as they grow up in their early years, they also need to feel loved and protected by their parents in order for them to have a, uh, to, for them to be healthy emotionally and spiritually. And children, as they grow up in their early years, they need to feel loved and protected by their parents in order for them to be healthy emotionally. And, so, and, they, and they need this so they don't seek love, as they say, in all the wrong places. This is what happens a lot of times when children are neglected. They, they pick out the wrong friends and girls get in trouble with the boys and boys look for the wrong things and so forth. Children also, I found this out in going to the children's ministry many years ago, children also equate a love with discipline. In other words, if they have boundaries or they are disciplined as children and not allowed to do everything they want and have everything they want, they feel they have a sense of security from that. They, have, they sense that they, they're loved and, and protected, even though they may seem like they don't appreciate it, but they really do. And when children have limits and do experience disappointments in life, they're much more able to flourish then as they, in, in their adulthood. They're able to flourish emotionally and function normally and also spiritually with the Lord. You know, because this gives them the, the understanding that not everything is going to be perfect in life and they don't always get their way. And so it is with the Lord. But this basic need to feel connected to others can also become a great danger especially in the teenage years because teenagers have a tendency to sort of wander away f- from their parents a little bit and start looking for their, at their peers for, for you know, support and so forth. Teenagers don't have the discernment and experiences of life that older parents do, so they have a tendency to get caught up in the wrong kind of connections that are detrimental to their mental and spiritual health. If this wrong type of connection is not corrected, it will continue to be a problem even in adulthood because a lot of times adults grow up and they still have this this false need to be connected to the wrong people for the wrong reasons. The correct solution for this basic human need is to feel, that is that need to feel connected, is permanently satisfied when one gives their whole heart to the Lord and, and are connected totally to Him. Then all other relationships are now unnecessary, even though they may be uh, acceptable, but not for the same purposes to fulfill that need to be satisfied. All other relationships are now unnecessary to fulfill your basic human need to feel connected to others, even though you may have those relationships as part of your stay here on the earth, but they are unnecessary for for fulfilling your need. 
because it is now satisfied, your need that is, is now satisfied in the Lord and with his people. The second most basic human need is to be accepted by others. You know, no one wants to be rejected and it's just a natural thing for us to want to be accepted by others. But when you make compromises to be accepted by others, then you will always go down the wrong path. When we are accepted by the Lord, no other acceptance is necessary, even though it may be desired, but it should not be desired to the extent that we make compromise and do worldly things in order to have that acceptance. We should live our life by standards that please God, even if those standards, or if we don't please other people. Even though those other people may be our own family or our peers, we need not compromise. So often teens and even adults make compromises to do things with others they shouldn't do and they wouldn't do otherwise and they know they shouldn't do when they're with their friends or their peers just so they can be accepted. When you're acceptable to the Lord and you believe that, and you believe that in your heart, in other words, by faith you believe that you're acceptable to the Lord, then you will be free from man-pleasing and to be, accepted, be free from trying to be accepted by others, I should say. The third most basic human need is to belong to something, to belong to something bigger than yourself. You know, this, everybody wants to belong to something. That's why they have clubs and, you know, they have teams and people join up different things. You know, I used to belong to a flying club, for an example. I didn't belong to it to be accepted, but people do sometimes. You know, the, so you want it's, it's, a, it's a human basic need or desire to be to belong to something greater than yourself. You, you, it may be to a group or to a cause or to a, or to, you know belong to a family, to have a family or to a philosophy or just to some experience, to belong to something. Social media seems to fulfill uh, this need, this need of belonging, <laughs> but at the end of the day, um, it's mostly meaningless because it only offers feelings without any purpose. After one is connected to a thousand people on Facebook, let's say, or to looked at 500 images on Snapchat or, or on Instagram, when it's all over with, has anything been accomplished meaningful? No, it really hasn't. Even though they belong to a large group of so-called friends, and they're so-called friends, you know, uh, everybody's your friend on Facebook, you know. Even though they belong to all these so-called friends, nothing worthwhile has really happened. There's only been a feeling, an emotional feeling, and that feeling flees shortly after you close the app, and, and then you only have hunger, uh, and then the hunger comes back again to satisfy that same feeling again. So the addiction is accomplished when all this happens because you can't ever get over it. You can't ever quit. You've got to keep doing it. So the, the addiction is accomplished by the need to belong to something, the need to be accepted by others, and the need to connect to people. So the, the addiction is, goes on and on and on and on unless you get satisfied in the Lord. All of this connecting is meaningless unless the connection is directed. Is directed. In other words, if you're on social media, it doesn't meaning it has no meaning unless you're using this connection for giving help to other people, to give godly advice, to promote the gospel, to you know, to post something worthwhile, to to try to to, to try to give honor and glory to the Lord. But if you're just using it for your own self, just using it to satisfy your own need, then it's meaningless. Again, there's never any satisfaction until one belongs to the Lord and belongs to the kingdom of God. 
And there's nothing greater to belong to than the kingdom of God. Just imagine the kingdom of God, being a member of the kingdom of God, being a member of God's church, his people, the people he's called himself. Is there anything greater that we could belong to than that? So, you know, so we're talking about what's meaningful versus what is meaningless. And I thought, well, it'd be a good time to sort of examine the definitions of these two. Okay, the definition for meaningful is having meaning, of course. It, and the synonyms for it are like significant, uh, relevant, important, consequential, uh, material, uh, weighty, worthwhile, uh, sincere, deep, serious, in earnest, significant, important. So do you see that there is something valuable in the word meaningful? In other words, our life should be meaningful. We should be, what we're doing should be meaningful. Our presence on social media should be meaningful, not meaningless. And the opposite of meaningful is meaningless. Meaningless is, it basically means having no meaning or, or, and no importance, no significance. Uh, and synonyms for that are like incomprehensible, uh, illogical, senseless, uh, foolish, silly, ridiculous, nonsensical, idle, pointless, aimless, hollow, purposeless, motiveless, motiveless, useless, unimportant, worthless, insignificant, insubstantial, fruitless, unproductive, and unprofitable. That's what it means to be meaningless. So if that's what your experience on social media is, what's the point? In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, I'm going to read this from the Amplified Bible. He says this. Paul wrote this. He said this. He said, do not be unequally bound together with unbelievers. Do not make mismatched alliances with them inconsistent with your faith for what fellowship has light or what partnership can righteousness have with lawlessness or what fellowship can light have with darkness. What harmony can there be between Christ and Belial, the devil, or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Just as God said, I will dwell among them and walk among them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. So he said, so come out from among unbelievers. Come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. And do not touch what is unclean and I will graciously receive you and welcome you with favor and I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. So let me ask you a question then. Does social media separate you from unbelievers? Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and I could go on and on. Does it really separate you from unbelievers? Does social media keep you from touching what is unclean? Because that's what God said to do. He says, do not touch what is unclean. In Matthew 5, verse 6, Jesus had this to say. He said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. You see, what I'm getting at is this. Social media is an illusion. It promises satisfaction, but it never does. 
and all the different apps, the music apps, you know, promise satisfaction, but they become addictive and they and they become empty. You just keep playing and playing and playing and it really never changes anything. You only become more obsessed and more addicted with it. Same with pornography, same with Facebook, same with uh, Instagram and Snapchat and all those kinds of things. They just keep promising you happiness and keep promising you satisfaction, but you're never satisfied. And there's never any end to it. It only gets worse and worse. You get more and more addicted. So the satisfaction only comes when you hunger and thirst for what's right. When you hunger and thirst for the things that are right and you go after those things, that's the only way you're ever going to find any satisfaction. The world's music produces feelings. Feelings. Powerful feelings. But they never satisfy. Snapchat gives you a, a, a few moments of excitement with its many explicit images, <laughs> but you never will be satisfied by just continuing to look at them because you got to always look at some more and then you got to look at some more. Then you got to look again. Then you got to look again. And, you know, Instagram will stir up those certain feelings again for a little while. The, the feelings you get when you're looking at it and the excitement that you have and the pleasures you get from it, but it's not really going to satisfy for the long term. And then Pinterest is going to give you all these new ideas, you know, what the trends are, how, how you should decorate your house, how you should dress, how you should look, what you should do. All this stuff that the world says you need to have to be, you know, to be satisfied. And it's going to keep you busy chasing after all these different things. The next new things that are up, you're going to always be chasing after them, always trying to stay with the trends and always trying to keep up. That's the way of the world. And you're never satisfied. There's never any end to that. Never any contentment with that. And Facebook is going to call, well, Facebook will cause you to somehow feel connected with a lot of people. And it will stir up all those exciting feelings that you get when you somehow feel connected to so many people and being a, so, you, you kind of feel like you're a part of their lives, even though you're really not. You know, it's all just on the image of your, your phone or your computer. You really, you're really not a part of their lives. And they're only giving you the part of their life. They're only giving you the, 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 the positive things. They don't tell you who they really are. They don't, it's not, it's all, it's all a sham. It's all, it's all fake. It's all, it's all a false picture. It's not the way people really are. It's not the way they really live. But you feel like you're connected to a lot of people and you feel like you have a great connection. So what happens is, Facebook's going to cause you to have this feeling that you're such a part of so many people's lives and what they do, but you see, and it's like they're, it's, it makes you feel like they're your friends. But are they really your friends? What is a friend? Isn't a friend somebody that will tell you the truth, that will portray honesty to you? Is that what's coming from Facebook? Is a friend, is not a friend someone who will correct you when you're wrong? Who will point you towards God when you need to be in repentance? Isn't that a friend? You know, it says better, the, it says in the Proverbs, it says better the wounds of a friend than the kisses of an enemy. And you know, so what's a friend? It's someone who will wound you if necessary to turn you the right way. Is that what you get from Facebook? Is that really the friend you have there? You see, Little do most people realize that those who connect to the music apps and to Instagram and to Snapchat and to Pinterest and to Facebook and even to the porn websites or whatever they're connecting to, little do they realize that they are connecting 
directly to the world and to the ways of the world, which is the very opposite of what God has called his people to do. You see, the world influences the mind and the thinking. You see, all these different apps, they influence your thinking. A lot of times it's done in a very subtle way. You don't even realize they're influencing your thinking, but they are. Even the music is influencing your thinking. It's influencing your attitudes, and you may not even realize it. And it works on your emotions, and it, and it, it distorts values and principles. It changes things the way you look at things versus the way God says things should be versus the way the world is. It has an influence on you. And it does, it does work on your human connections. You think it's giving you what you need for your human connections, but it's done without God, and it's done without His ways, and it's done without His purposes. If you join any of the social medias, it should be for a meaningful purpose, like sharing about the Lord, for an example, or posting a good YouTube, or even giving some good advice about family or business or home or, or how to fix something. I mean, there's some good YouTubes out there that I've had to look up how to do some things. I had to put a screen on my laptop one time, and if it wasn't for YouTube, I never got it fixed. So there is a good purpose you can use social media for. So if you can post something like that that'll help somebody in their natural life or their spiritual life, that's great. But if you're just using it for your own self, if you're just using it for getting those feelings and those emotions and, and driving those lusts and those obsessions, then it's not really, it's meaningless. It is just meaningless. And another thing is that um, gossip, gossip is a deadly sin. Gossip is one of those sins that if you practice it, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Gossip is all about being curious about what others are doing, what they did, where they went, what they said, keeping up with what people do, being nosy about others and talking then and sharing with and thinking about what others are doing. It's always about that. Gossip is all about that nosiness, uh, that tail bearing that's going from house to house, so to speak. But instead of going from house to house now and gossiping, you just get on, you just get on uh, Facebook or, or get on social media and you can keep up with people's lives. You can go check out an old boyfriend or an ex-wife or ex-husband or you can find out what somebody went to high school is doing now. It's all about the spirit of gossip. You know, what are they up to? Who are they with? What happened to them? It's all about nosiness and gossip and curiosity. That's what gossip is all about. And we're not supposed to participate in it. We're not supposed to touch it. So, but most social media today is powered by the spirit of gossip and the spirit of lust. Lust is not just sexual lust. Lust is the lust for those feelings you get. Those feelings you get when you go on Snapchat and you see your friend's pictures or somebody else's pictures. Uh, you know, the feelings you get when you flip on that music app and you listen to all those songs that stir up all that sensuality inside of you. You see, that's what it's, <laughs> that's another kind of lust. Lust, so, so the social media platforms are all about bringing out certain feelings in you and causing you to succumb to certain philosophies and the ways of the world and, uh, and it's full of gossip and it's full of lust. The music apps and Snapchat and Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook and all other forms of social media connect with you, connect you with the world and with its people and with its ways and with its influences. So I'm gonna ask you a question. How can you honestly 
honestly walk with God in purity and holiness and righteousness when you indulge in these social media platforms and pleasures and influences at the same time you're trying to walk with God? How can you do that? How can you do that? You see, addictions and obsessions are always totally against the Lord. We're only supposed to love Him with all of our heart. We're supposed to, to desire Him above all else. These social media connections are very addictive. Very, very addictive. I've seen people, that, in fact, not only have I seen it with people, I've seen people that were obsessed over Facebook, obsessed with Instagram, obsessed with music apps, obsessed with Snapchat. Addictions and obsessions are totally against the will of God. These social media connections are very addictive and they will ruin the souls of those who obsess over them and continually to seek for, for the feelings that really never satisfy. By the way, pornography does the same thing. It promises satisfaction to those who watch it, but it really never delivers. You, you see, you have, to, you have to get deeper into it and deeper into it and more and more obsessed with it. And what it does, it warps the mind of men and women about love and sex, and it, it destroys a normal relationship between a husband and a wife. And it never satisfies, and it leaves them empty and hopeless. And, you know, the truth is that even a lot of young men, when they're very in their teenage years and early 20s and stuff, are now committing suicide after having been in pornography for a long time. And there's a lot of young people, even teens that are committing suicide because they've been on they, their life is meaningless. They spent so much time on Facebook, so much time on the on the different uh, uh, social media platforms. And it's all come to nothing. They have no purpose in life. And just to click on to another app or just to spend more time on their phone and, and see, there's, there, there are even, there are even uh, centers now to help people with addictions, help kids with addictions to Facebook and to their phones and to their, their Snapchats and to their Instagrams and to their, to their social media connections. They're, they're so addicted, they're on it. Sometimes I even saw where, in some cases, young people are, are, being, are texting, for an example, up to 15 and 20 hours a day texting, and they just can't stop. They're just addicted to this, this device. And so it just shows you how dangerous all of this is. And see, we didn't have this problem when I was growing up. And it's a whole new thing. It's a whole new problem. And see, this, this digital age has only come about in the last 20 or 30 years. It's a brand new thing. And it's killing people. It's ruining the souls and lives of people. We need to look at it like it's dangerous. And it is. And parents are giving their kids iPhones when they're 10, 11, 12 years old. I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy. Since this stuff doesn't satisfy... Neither does Snapchat, Instagram, you know, the music app or Facebook or Pinterest or pornography. It doesn't satisfy. And, the, and I can tell you it doesn't satisfy because you have to keep doing it over and over and over again. You have to keep connecting. You have to connect more and more. You know, you have to connect more and more and more and more and more and more to try to be satisfied. This is also the same reason the way the world is because see in the world everything's got to be bigger and better bigger and better more and more more and more more and more enough is not enough enough is not enough got to have some more got to have more of everything more money more this more pleasure more this more sin more 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 everything's about more 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 in the world there's never any contentment this is also the reason why birthdays 
Even among people who are believers, they get carried away with it. Birthdays, you know, they get bigger and bigger every year. You know, it's like when it started out, it was just a little thing. Then it's a little bit bigger than when they're four years old. They have to do something bigger than the three-year-old. Then they get six. Then they get eight or nine. By the time they're 12, they've got to rent the world's fair to have a birthday party. There's no end to it. It's insanity. You know, it's because of the influence of the world. What happened to simplicity? What happened to simplicity of devotion to Christ? So these are the ways of the world, and these ways never satisfy. They never satisfy. Getting bigger and bigger and bigger and better and better and better and more and more and more does not satisfy. Only the Lord satisfies. These are the ways of the world that are never satisfying. Addictions and obsessions never satisfy. There's something else about the social media you need to think about. Social media is when you open yourself up to social media, it's like opening a door of your soul. And that door is connected now with the world. You've now opened up the door to the world and your soul is now having access to the world. And in the world, Satan is the ruler of the world and he now has access to come into your heart, into your soul and take over. And that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to take over to try to ruin you. He's going to get you involved in something. He's going to influence you with something. He's going to turn you away from what's good to what's worldly and do it every way he can through all these experiences and all these feelings and all these addictions to cause you to be destroyed. That's his whole goal. You see, there's never any satisfaction in what Satan does. You always got to go further and deeper in sin to try to find satisfaction. But true satisfaction only comes with peace. And lasting peace only comes with freedom from all those strongholds that were controlling your life before. And freedom only comes with a sincere, wholehearted relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You have no freedom apart from that. And so I want to read to you what John said in 1 John uh, chapter 2, verse 15, in the Amplified. He said, do not love the world, that is, of sin that opposes God and his precepts, nor the things that are in the world. And man, what we've been talking about, certainly in the world and of the world. If anyone loves the world, he says the love of, of, the love of God is not in him. So he actually says the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world, that is the lust and the sensual cravings of the flesh and the lust and the longing of the eyes. I mean, is this not true? When you, It's all about what you can see on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or, or, or uh, uh, Snapchat or the music app, what you can see or hear or feel or taste. If It, it says, for <laughs> the lust and sensual cravings of the, for all that's in the world is the lust and sensual cravings of the flesh and the lust and the longing of the eyes and the boastful pride of life. That is the pretentious confidence in one's resources or in the stability of earthly things. <laughs> Boy, is that not the, a picture? These do not come from the Father, but are from the world. The world is passing away along with its lust, that is its shameful pursuits, its ungodly longings, and that's what we're talking about, ungodly longings here, meaningless things but the one who does the will of God and and carries out his purposes he lives forever isn't that wonderful so to sum it all up you cannot be acceptable to the Lord if you're loving the world and its ways you just can't do it I just had a talk with a young man recently who had who had a while back repented of living in sin 
and, uh, and then found himself again living in sin not long ago. And here's what he told me. He recognized that he kept one door open to social media. He was connected with Snapchat and a music app that was really having an influence on him. And as a result, he fell back into sin just almost as bad as he was before. He realized that he, he kept the door open by not completely cutting off all those connections. All those connections that had a bad influence on him before. It doesn't matter if it's friends that you have. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's your pet sin. You have to cut off the connections if you're going to repent so that you don't fall back into the same things again. So anyway, he now has, on his own, he, he deleted all of his social media connections, all the apps off his phone, you know, the, the, the uh, Snapchat and the music apps and all the other things that, that was, was influencing him the wrong way. He's, he's deleted them all off, which was a wise choice for him. And so he, as a result, as a result of that, he is very hopeful now that he's on the road to spiritual recovery and he'll be okay with the Lord. That's what our hope is. So here's what I want you to do. Please listen to me here. Don't flirt with the world on social media. Just because everybody else is, you don't have to do it. If you use social media for promoting the Lord, that's fine. That's great. And it can be done. That's a wonderful thing. In other words, if you use it, try to help somebody. But if you're using social media to receive those lustful and longing feelings of those experiences and for the excitement that you find in it or for the gossip that you, that you crave, then you will be in great danger of losing your soul forever and forever and forever. So just think about it. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? For, to exchange a short-term pleasure for the long-term loss of your soul, is it really worth it? You know, Jesus said one time, what would a man give in exchange for his soul? What would you give in exchange for your soul? What are you giving in exchange for your soul? Any of these things? Does this speak to you? Well, I hope you listen next week to another Great Deception podcast. Thank you for listening to the Great Deception podcast. You may visit my website at www.christianmyths.org for more information, for my blog, and for my email address. You can also get my book, The Great Deception of American Christianity Without Christ, on Amazon or on my website. Also on my website, you may download two free chapters of my book. I hope you join me next week as we continue to examine The Great Deception.